Okay, we are back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 81 to the Isaiah Kit Podcast. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So we're gonna so today we're we're gonna discuss Zion Williamson's debut, how I felt about it. You get all my initial thoughts on Zion Williamson's debut, how I think he looked, how what type of shape he in. We're gonna get into all of that. I'm gonna talk some Eli Manning uh I think he's a Hall of Famer. Some don't agree. I think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer, but some don't agree. We're going to get into plenty of more things. Let's see. It's ready. Let's go. Y'all ready? Uh, I see you guys on the other side. Let's go. Okay, I'm back. I'm back to tell you how Zion Williamson looked in his debut. I'm back. I'm, I'm going to tell you. So, remember, you know, the podcast before, the episode before, I, you know, I was ranting about how the NBA needed this and the headlines and the storylines of the NBA season has not lived up to the hype um, like, like as usual or, or like, like, it had, like it has been the past few years. So Zion, this past week, he brung some excitement. He brung some urgency to the league that was needed. But in his debut, his first NBA career game, I witnessed a guy that was enormous. He was big. Zion was big, floppy, out of shape. I did not like what I see. I, I I didn't like what I saw. I did not like what I saw from him, um, especially in the first half. I you know I, I get it. You're trying to get your feet under you. You missed the first what like forty something games of the year. I get it. You're trying to get everything back into normal. But with the Pelicans, I didn't think they would let him come out onto the floor with him looking this big. Zion looked bigger than ever. He looked out of shape. He has to get back in basketball shape. And with him playing now, with him um on the with him going to be being on the court more consistently, I think he will get back into shape. But um it, it's a couple things that when I hit at. It's a couple things. Okay? Yes, he had an explosive fourth quarter scoring 17 straight points. Or thirteen, whatever he scored, he went on a rampage uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, now he was at the center position. Now I think that's I think that's the key. I think the Pelicans playing him at the center position will benefit him and do him and, and serve him and do him more justice. Him playing at the five position will do him more justice. Um, especially with this Pelican roster, with Ingram and all those other, like you know, all those other wing players that they have, I think Zion at the five, it's smart. It's smart. Now, 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 the Spurs, uh, you know, as they do, they let Zion shoot. They let him shoot standstill jump shots, and he nailed all four of them. The first three were like wide open, like nobody was even in, in in his area to even like put a hand up. They're wide open. They're clean. These are clean jump shots. The last one, uh, Lamarcus Arvis goes out there contested a little bit, but I did not like. I did not like how he looked. 
I was not highly impressed. Um, he's the he's the number one pick for a reason. Never doubted the kid's skills or talent. Never doubted that. But the the but the questions we had or the weaknesses in Zion's game was being able to stop hit a stop and pop jump shot, mid range jumpers, and jump and jump shooting. Period. That was the question. Or those were weaknesses in his game. We didn't see a lot of that at Duke. We saw a lot of dunks. We saw a lot of, you know, defensive stuff. uh, Facilitating, playmaking, rebounding, finishing. We saw all of that. But as far as the jump shooting aspect of his game, we did not see a lot of that at Duke. Okay, now you you guys are probably thinking like, hey, he went 4 for 4. He can shoot. Well, no. I mean, I, I, I... to prove uh, to other teams around the league, I still think he has to prove that he can hit that jump shot consistently. You know, it, it, it's similar to the to the Giannis uh, deal. You know, you you guys remember when the Bucks played the Lakers, and it was one of those big time games, and and Giannis hit five threes, and the whole NBA world was like, "Yeah, Giannis can shoot." I'm like. No, no, he can't. Look, look at the other. Look at the look at look at the rest of the season. That that Laker game was just an outlier. That that Laker game was just an outlier. Giannis can shoot. Yeah, no, he cannot. Giannis can't shoot the three ball consistently, which is a nagging issue and weakness of his game. So don't get this little fourth. Don't get this mis. You know. The, the, the four straight threes, don't take it out of perspective. He had a great fourth quarter. I give him that. But, like, he's good. He's the number one pick for a reason. He has all the talent and the measurables and the skills. I We never doubted whether or not he had that. I think my biggest question about Zion is his health. Like, with all that weight on a guy that's 6'6", 6'7", but he looks more like 6'6". With all that weight on a guy that's 6'6", how can you withstand that for a long period of time with all the jumping and twisting and turning and shifting that takes place in the game of basketball? How long can he last? How long can he last? I like Zion. I think he's an awesome talent. Um, as far as his impact, like as far as the, the business aspect of the game, I think he bring he's he bring obviously he brings in and generate a lot of revenue. That he brings in a lot of revenue and he's gonna generate a lot of revenue and his jersey sales are gonna be out of this roof because he's an attractable talent. He's a likable talent. He is a talent that kids and other and other fans can grab onto, can grasp to. He's a he he's he, he's that good, and and we don't we don't I mean I don't we don't know how good this kid can be. You know, some people some I, I've hear I'm you know these last few days I've heard that his ceiling is a perennial All Star with one with you know some MVP some MVP years maybe. I've heard his floor, his floor is Blake Griffin's. You know, I I think he's a little bit more polished than Blake Griffin, but I've heard that his floor is Blake Griffin, and his his ceiling is perennial perennial All Star with a with a, with an MVP year maybe. That that's that's been the gist what I've been hearing. Uh, when I look at Zion, uh, as far as his physical. Shape, I see more of a Draymond, an uh, undersized five, a Draymond Green. Um, now I'm not saying I think Giannis is a lot more skilled than Draymond. Uh, he, he he does he's definitely a lot more talented than Draymond. But as far as his size and how much like his size and 
what he can do defensively and his playmaking ability at the center position, I think it's very similar to what Draymond does for the Warriors. Rebounding, pushing the ball, and transition, transition, and playmaking. I think they're gonna. I think the Pelicans are gonna use him similarly to what Draymond is being used or has been used in Golden State. That's why I see the Draymond. But I think he's Draymond with a potential to average twenty-five points per game. You see, you, you see, what I'm saying. I think he's Draymond with a little bit more scoring, with with a lot more scoring. He's a Draymond Green that can score 25 points. So just imagine if Draymond, like Draymond Green, could average 25, and he was like athletic, like a like out the roof athletic. Just imagine that. That I think that's who Zion is. Mixed with a probably mixed with a probably a little bit of Larry Johnson maybe, but I see more of a Draymond Green. That can score 25 points, versatile. He can guard. He can guard every position. Probably, he'd be able to guard every position. But I think he's. Too, I think he's. He looks sloppy. He looks sloppy. He looked out of shape. He didn't look like he was fully locked in. Um, and like I said, you cannot speak enough on his impact. In the first half, the Pelicans were playing like it was a funeral. When he wasn't playing well, it was like a damn funeral. In the fourth quarter, when he was when he started to get it going, he started hitting some shots, you know, getting the crowd excited. It was like a, it was like a part, it was like a graduation party. So I think I think his impact is clear. His impact on the Pelicans, his impact on the game is clear. When he wasn't playing well in the first half, it was a funeral. In the fourth quarter, it was in the fourth quarter, it was a it was a party. So I think I think as far as that, I think Zion will be fine. Um, but I. Is his weight? Can he maintain his weight? Uh, you know, I, I see he was he, he first how the way he was moving and how nimble he looked. Uh, he didn't. He, he was move. He was walking like side to side. It's really hard to. It was really hard to watch in the first half. I'm sorry. It was hard to watch in the first half because he was he, he looked passive. Um, didn't really, like, look at the rim really in the first half. Uh, the Pelicans as a whole team, as a collective, were not, were not clicking. So, I think, I think Zion, I don't know, I don't know about Zion. I think he, like I said, I think he has the talent because you just don't beat a, you, you just don't get drafted number one for no reason. I think he has the talent and he, he, he can do certain things, but I think first we have to question his the consistency of his jump shot. How consistent is is Zion's jump shot? And then health. Can he maintain his weight? Because for a guy that's probably six six, that's probably six six. He he don't he he looks every bit of six six. But for a guy that's probably six six, is two eighty five the appropriate rate? Is that is that the appropriate weight? For a guy that's six six that jumps and that moves side to side very athletically and freakishly, is that the proper weight and size for a guy with that with that physical makeup? I don't think so. And you know, and the doctors, they you know, I'm not a doctor. Now that's one thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to play doctor. Uh, I'm not Doctor Oz. I'm not I'm not none of those guys. I'm not a surgeon. I, but I think. More minutes. If if I think they need, I think the Pelicans eventually need to push him out there. And if, if like you're never gonna get in game shape if you don't play in these games. Um, I think the Pelicans they have to put him in some of these games. They're gonna have to play him more than three and four minutes spurts. I think three three and four minute spurts each quarter. You 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 are you are never collect and and catch a rhythm. When you're playing in three and four minute spurts, I'm sorry, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I think you know just with the game of basketball, me knowing and playing the game of basketball, I think to catch a rhythm, in order to have a rhythm, you gotta be out there playing. You must be out there playing. But those are my those are my two questions. His jump is consistent. Is the jump shot consistent?
maintain his weight. It is 285 the appropriate weight for a 6-6 athletic freakishly fo- freakish forward? Is, is that the appropriate weight? I mean, all, you got to think of all the, all the impact that's on his knees and his body. It's a move that's that, like vertically. You have to be thinking about that. You have to be thinking about that. Uh, I'm going to have more um, about this Zion stuff, about this Zion and his date and Zion, his debut and his impact. But that's those are my questions. Oh, those are my lingering questions. It's the big elephant in the room. I'll be back to talk more. Okay, we're back. Um, we're gonna get into a little bit of Zion a little bit later. Um, a little bit more of that. <clears throat> but the question is, you know, after I did uh, the previous episode, like literally after I did it and edited and published it and all that, I um I got received the breaking news that Eli Manning is retiring. He's going to retire. And you know, the automatic big question was, hey, automatic big question was. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? I think that question is easy. Yes, of course he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's a Manning. He's a Manning. His brother is Peyton Manning. His, da- his dad is Archie Manning. He played for the Giants. He won two Super Bowls. He's a media-friendly guy. Of course, he's a, of course he's a Hall of Famer. But the question, the big question was, does he deserve... To make the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I still say, yes. I think Eli Manning does deserve to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm going to tell you why. First, Eli, Eli, I mean, you know, you, you can hate him or love him. Yeah, he had, a, he, he had a 500 career record. But there's multiple ways. There's a multitude of ways to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I, I was I, I was able to go to a basketball, not the football Hall of Fame, but the pro basketball Hall of Fame. And literally, uh, I, I think I went to the I went to the Shaq, Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, Yao Ming. 
I went to I went to that class where they got I went that year when they when those guys got inducted. I went to that I went to that Hall of Fame. And literally there was a, there was a, an official that had made the Hall of Fame that year. There was a you know women's basketball player, there was a GM. And that's my point. There's a multitude of ways to make the Hall of Fame. Sandy Koufax was good for about 5 years. You go back and look at Sandy Koufax's numbers. Dodger, Dodgers pitcher. You go back and look at his numbers. He was really dominant for about uh, five. He was dominant. He's a Hall of Famer. There's other instances in, in, in you know in football and basketball, but Charles Barkley didn't have really didn't didn't have. Had a couple playoff runs, but didn't have any memorable playoff runs. Never won a title. Uh, you know, never been. He, but he was a guy that had good regular, he, good personality, uh, regular season accolades, points, numbers, stats. He had, there's a multitude of ways to make the Hall of Fame. Um, it's, it's just, it is, it just is. There's multiple shortcuts and, and, and side doors to make the Hall of Fame. That's what it's all about. You can be a media friendly guy. You can be the numbers guy. You can be the guy that won a lot of championships. You can be a guy that won, that, that played in a big market and thrived in that market. Well, Eli has a little bit of all of those things. Eli played in a big market, New York. He played New York. And it's so interesting because Derek Jeter played in New York as well. Derek Jeter played in New York as well. He played in New York as well. Derek Jeter, yeah. I think Derek Jeter's a Hall of Famer. He just made the Hall of Fame. As well. But it did certainly help Derek Jeter be, it, it, it did help. That he played in New York and he played for the legendary Yankees and he was in position to win titles. Uh, I don't I don't know if Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer if he plays for the San Diego Padres or if he plays for the Cincinnati Rays Reds. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but he was blessed and lucky enough to be a Yankee and to have some some to have some huge impact. On those World Series championships. Same thing for Eli. Eli was blessed enough to play for the New York Giants. And he is the brother of Eli. He's the younger brother brother of Peyton Manning. And his dad is Archie Manning. Yeah. Help. It does help. But Eli took full advantage of it. Eli also has memorable, memorable moments in the biggest spots in the NFL. He has, he has two of the most iconic throws in Super Bowl history. You, you know, and two in Super Bowl, in, 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 play, in league history. So that right there alone, you know, you can, you can I, I, I often bang on Eli. Um, and I often talk about how, though, like his last few years, as you know, as the starter, he wasn't good. Even though his number, even though he was throwing a lot of yards and throwing for a lot of touchdowns, his last about three, four years as the starter, he really wasn't that good. He 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 had the, he 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 wasn't as his arm wasn't as strong. Um, the arm talent was near accuracy. Uh, had a lot of turnovers. He just had a great receiver, but I think Eli is deserving to be a Hall of Famer. I think he is. I think he is. I you can't get like you can't. I often hate that. I, I, I often hate when the kid that ha, that comes from a two parent home, uh, his parents raised him right. Uh, you know, and he he's 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 been fortunate enough to have a solid and stable family and home. And Ruth, I, I often don't like when that kid gets scrutinized or get called spoiled because I feel like no, he was just that that kid was just put in a perfect position and he thrived. He or she thrived. 
people try to come for those type of uh, when the people try to come for those type of people when you know two parent household never really uh, not, never really struggle for nothing. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. And then their parents pass on a lineage and a, a generational uh, uh, wealth inheritance. It's nothing wrong with that per with that child. I just I, I on that well people hate on that because there's nothing wrong with that and they become and they become successful. Nothing wrong with that. Now if that kid, you know, if if, if, if two, he comes from a two parent household, good family, family inheritance, uh, generational wealth, and he just turns out to not be he turns out to be on drugs. Okay, bash on him, but okay, criticize him. But I don't. I, but Eli come from great family, football family. Older brothers Peyton, dad is Archie Manning. You can't hate on that. That's his. That's that. That was his makeup. You can't get mad at that. So I, I think Eli. Yes, of course he's going to make the Hall of Fame. But some people question: Does does Eli deserve it or not? It. I, I, and I don't think it's close. I think he does deserve it. Um, he's top ten in passing yards, top ten in 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 in, in passing touchdowns. Like, like I said, let me begin of this segment. There's multiple ways to make the Super Bowl. There's multiple ways to make the Super Bowl. There, 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 it, it, I'm, I'm sorry. It, it's it, it's a, it's the it's the truth. There's multiple ways to make the Hall of Fame. Excuse me, not the Super Bowl, the Hall of Fame. Multiple ways. You you know you can be a media friendly guy. Eli has that. You can have you can have some good stats and numbers. Eli has those. You know, come up big and big moments. Eli has done that. It's not a bad thing. You know when you when you when you come from generational wealth. Family inheritance, or your family, your two-parent household. Nothing wrong with that. You can't can't bash the you can't bash he or she for that. You just can't. You can't bash the person that comes for that. Now, if they turn out not to be a no good anybody, okay. But if they turn out to be successful, cheer them, bless them on. But uh, I think Eli's a Hall of Famer, um, and not to mention who he beat in those Super Bowls. Eli beat. The greatest dynasty in those Super Bowls. Eli beat the greatest quarterback in those Super Bowls twice. Eli beat the greatest coach in those. <laughs> like Eli did a lot, and you you if you put it if you put in all of the full context of Eli's career, you would you would see that that's a Hall of Fame career. That is a Hall of Fame career. Okay, he ha- okay. So what? He has a he has a five hundred record. Career record. He has a five. He's 117-117. Okay. He has two Super Bowls. How many quarterbacks can say that? He has two. And he was a he played he played an integral part in both of those Super Bowls. You can't get mad at that. <laughs> you you can't you you cannot get mad at that. I definitely deserving of, um, of being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you, you look at who 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 his fa- who his family members are, played in New York. Yes, it certainly helps that Eli played in New York. If he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know, but he played for the he played for the New York Football Giants. So yes, that that helps. Not say I'm not saying that being uh being younger younger brother to Peyton Manning doesn't help. Not saying that. Playing for the football, for the New York Giants does not help. No, those are contributing factors. Yes, obviously. But he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's a media-friendly guy. Numbers, accolades, um, the big-time moments. You got to have those big-time moments. Because I look at some Hall of Famers. What's the standout moment? What's the standout moment? You know, I was going through the NFL All Decade team, and I was looking at somebody. I'm like, "What's the what is the standout moment?" I mean, I know you played on some bad teams, and you really can't control that sometimes. But what is your standout like play that I can go back and, and go back and remember and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's the play." I I don't see that from some of these guys. Now, Eli, 
have, I have, I have some plays where I can go back and be like, yeah, that's classic Eli. I have, I have plays of Eli doing that, or of Eli, of me being able to say that about Eli. I, I, I have that. I think he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But like, you gotta also look at who he beat in those Super Bowls. Like, he just didn't beat anybody. He just didn't beat bums, and like, he beat the greatest coach of all time, the greatest dynasty of all time, the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, universally, we look at as the we look at the Patriots this run that run that this run that they're on. We look at them as the greatest dynasty in football. Bill Belichick, many many consider him the greatest coach in football. Many consider Tom Brady the greatest quarterback in football. Guess what? Eli beat them twice. Eli beat them twice. Trailed in the fourth quarter, comes back, game winning drive, beat them twice. The same exact way. I mean, <laughs> if if that's not a storybook career, I don't know what is. I don't know what is, and I don't know what you're gonna ask. So, I mean, like I said, there's multiple ways to make the Hall of Fame. You can be the ultimate stat monster. You can be the guy that didn't that didn't have a lot of or it didn't have the experience of the postseason success. You can be that guy, but be a stat monster. You can be that guy, or you can be the mini media friendly guy. Great personality, but never really could get over the hump. There's people still have some questions about you, but media-friendly, great personality. You can be that guy. Or you can be that guy that plays for the historic. You can be that athlete that plays for the historic franchise. You've you done, you done some significant stuff within the organization. You can be that guy. You know, you, you can be that. I, I, I think, but I definitely, I think Eli is a Hall of Famer. You, you you gotta you gotta when you write when you're talking about the NFL, especially these last these these last twenty years, it's hard not to mention Eli because you're gonna you because you're gonna mention the Patriots, and you're going to mention their Super Bowl losses, and who gave them the most Super Bowl losses? <laughs> Eli Manning and the Giants. When you're right when you're right when you're writing a story about the NFL. And you have to write about New England. New England. You're going to have to tell everybody about Eli Manning victories over the Patriots in the Super Bowl twice. When you're, when you're, when you're talking about the Mannings, you're going to have to mention Eli. Eli, won a, Eli won, won a Super Bowl before Peyton. And everybody knows Peyton is better. But it's just the mere fact that Eli won a Super Bowl before Peyton Manning, before the great Peyton Manning, before the pay, the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, I think. He won a Super Bowl before Peyton Manning, Eli Manning. I I I think I think he is a Hall of Famer. I don't I don't even know why we're even arguing. So I was talking to some some of my listeners and I was like, uh this Jimmy Garoppolo because he was talking about Brady and how Brady, how Brady and Belichick and how that relationship has blown, gone up into smokes. I think this is how every dynasty ends. I think every dynasty ends due to ego. You look at the the 90s Cowboys. That dynasty ended because Jerry's ego, Jimmy Johnson's ego. You look at the Shaq and Kobe dynasty, Shaq's ego, Kobe's ego. You look at the Jordan and Bulls dynasty, Jordan's ego, the Bulls' ego. You look at all the great dynasties and how they end, this is typically how they end, due to egos. Kevin Durant's ego, Draymond Green's ego, and Golden State. This is typically how dynasties begin to end. And that is another rare sign and example of what is going on or what could possibly happen in New England. And this automatically, every time we're talking about Brady and did they make the right move, I always think of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now get this, I'm going to give you guys the inside scoop. We all know Jimmy Garoppolo plays for Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers. Correct. Now, if you don't know how Jimmy Garoppolo got to San Francisco, let me tell you how. Kyle Shanahan... Mike Shanahan and Bill Belichick are close. Bill Belichick 
really likes Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan. But he tries to trade Brady. This happens about three years ago. Tries to trade Brady. Robert Kraft, of course, does not want that. Brady does not want to be traded. So they they pull Bill Belichick's cards. They force Belichick to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Bill Belichick did this on purpose. I think Bill Belichick traded Jimmy Garoppolo out of the divi- out of the conference. So he only has to play Jimmy Garoppolo. Once every four years, I think he traded him out of the conference. And this is nothing new. But he traded him out of the conference, gave him to Kyle Shanahan, a friend who he know it could maximize Jimmy Garoppolo, which he has done. He can get the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And he only asked for a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, we all know. You know, some of you guys don't like Jimmy, but for for the other listeners that like Jimmy, and for myself, Jimmy Garoppolo is a franchise quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is now playing in the Super Bowl. Why would you only give? Why would you only give up a second round pick? Why would you only take a second round pick for a franchise quarterback, a potential Super Bowl winning quarterback? Why would you do that? Hmm, I think Belichick did this on purpose to get back at New England to show them that, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo was the guy. Like, I don't think Belichick goes dumb. Like, I don't care how crazy you think Kanye West is. That guy is smart. And when you're that smart, you just don't go dumb all of a sudden. You can go through you you can go through your internal pains. You can go through all of that. But Kanye is smart. And when people say he's going dumb or he says dumb stuff, when people say that about Kanye, I'm like, nah, Kanye's a troll. Kanye trolls people. Kanye is way too smart to be acting dumb. There's nothing dumb about Kanye West. And I say the same thing about Bill Belichick. Bill, Bill Belichick is one of, the, one of the, if not the smartest minds in football. He knows how the salary cap works. He knows what he's doing when it comes to trading and cutting and moving players. He knows everything. He knows what that it entails. Do you really think Brady and, and Belichick in his right mind would give up a Super Bowl, a potential Super Bowl winning quarterback up for a second round pick? No. But he did that in spite. He did that in malice. He did that to get back at Robert Kraft and Brady and be like, hey, that could have been our guy for the next seven to ten years. That could have been our guy been our guy but instead we're stuck with 42 43 year old tom brady and now he is help he didn't and he he only he, he only took a second round draft pick from the 49ers so he allowed the 49ers to keep all their picks build their team around them give jimmy garoppolo a good supporting cast because he know Kyle Shanahan was going to get the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo. He know he was going to tap into Jimmy Garoppolo the most. But Belichick traded him to Shanahan because he knows Shanahan's going to get the most. And he only allowed him to get... And he only wanted a second round pick? <laughs> when you're that smart, you just don't go dumb. I don't care how many crazy things people think Kanye says. I don't. I don't care... How crazy you think Kanye is, that man is not dumb. You just you don't go from being smart, being that smart, to just acting dumb. You can't play dumb when you're that smart. Belichick is not playing. He's playing dumb because he is too smart. He is too crafty. He is too wise, too intelligent to just let Jimmy Garoppolo go for a second round pick. He did that in spite. He did that in spite, and he... Did that to 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 let the record be known. Hey, we could have had that guy for the next seven to ten years, but you wanted Brady. 
we could have had that guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, for the next eight to ten years as our franchise guy and continued to win. But you went Brady. And now Belichick, I think Belichick is happy that Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers made the Super Bowl. I'll be back to talk about some more Zion. So I'm back. We're going to talk some more Zion. Okay. So I was a little negative on him. Uh, <laughs> the first segment. Uh, uh, or, the, or the segment that I, when I talked about when I first brought him up and talked about his debut. Now these are the things I like about Zion. I'm going to get into the business aspect because that's my biggest point. But with a league that is that, that, that really doesn't that really doesn't have no power forwards. The league has like eliminated centers and power forwards. So it's a small ball league. I think Zion is a better shooter than Blake Griffin. Uh, I think he, I think he's a better, I think he's a much more talented version of Draymond. He's a Draymond Green that could score twenty five points, that can average twenty five points. But like, this is how I know you're either a star or a superstar. And some, um, some sports analysts uh, do the same thing as well as I'm about to do right now. So usually my mom, my mom knows nothing, she knows nothing about sports. My mom knows nothing about sports. But she can identify superstars. And this is how I know you're either a star or a superstar. My mom knows who LeBron James is. He's a superstar. My mom know who it. Who, who, my mom know who Kobe Bryant is. My mom, my my mom doesn't know who who Jimmy. My mom, my mom doesn't know a star. My mom don't know Chris who Chris Middleton is. She she just don't. She doesn't. She does not know who Chris Middleton Chris Middleton is. You can be a star. My mom doesn't know. Who Nikola Jokic is. He's a star. My mom know who Zion is. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's business. He's business booming. My mom know who Drake is. She don't know none of these other. Other rappers. My mom. Can't, she she know. Who the superstars are. Because everybody know who the superstars are. My mom don't know who DeMar DeRozan is. <laughs> she doesn't know who that is. She know who Kobe Bryant is. She know who Kevin Durant is. She know who Steph Curry is. She don't know DeMar DeRozan. He's a star. And this is the thing about Zion. He is. This kid is box office. Zion is box office. He, I think he will work. I think he'll work. Um, I think I think the Pelicans should try. They like when they had him and during the fourth quarter, they had him playing small ball five. They had him as a small ball 
center. I like that. I like that. I like I like that look for Zion Williamson. I like that look. I think that I th- I, he like I said, he's a much better shooter than than Blake Griffin. Um, he's a lot quicker and talented and more athletic than Draymond Green. I like the kid. Health, like health, health is a factor, of course. But I like Zion. I think he can be a guy that can average 24, 25 points in this league, um, especially with a consistent jump shot. If he, if he, can, if he can have, because like the what San Antonio did, which which was play off of him. If if he continues to knock down that shot, teams will eventually and players will eventually adjust and play up close. And then we all know he has the speed and athleticism. To go by you. So with that element. With that extra added element. He becomes. A 24-25 point per game guy. On a nightly basis. That's that, that's just what it is. That's what it becomes. He becomes a 24-25 point per game guy. On a nightly basis. But. You gotta be able to identify identify superstars, and this kid has a superstar impact on him. He has that superstar impact, but whether or not it, if he is a superstar, that's still that's still we still have to we still have to see that. We still are we're still looking for that. But during stretches of that game, I did see things that I did not like. When he turned over the ball, he looked sloppy. He looked all over the place. Yes, he hit jump shots, but they were standstill jump shots. Can he hit those jump shots on the dribble? Like, can he hit those jump shots? Can he Can he stop and pop? Can he cross over, you know, behind the back? Can he hit those type of jump shots? Can he, can he hit those? That will be, I think that will be the difference with him being a star or a superstar because with his impact and the business side of the game he's a superstar because he's Zion we've seen him in high school we've seen him in, at Duke we've seen the crazy athleticism and the crazy dunks but can he put all of that together can he mash all of that into one that is the question. Can he mash all of that into one? I think he can, I, he he has the capability to do so. Obviously, health will have to be on his side. But if you're asking me, does he have the capability and a talent and the skill set to do so? To do those things? To do such things? I think so. I, 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 I really think so. I really think he has... The skills to be that good. That's the truth. I think he has the skills to be that good. But it's going to be the difference. Like what I said about his game. Him being able to hit those those, those off the dribble jump shots. Instead of a standstill catch and shoot jump shot. That's going to be the ultimate difference. Whether or not if he's a star. Or a superstar in this league that is a perennial all-star and that is in the talks for MVP on a yearly basis. Because defensively, I like how I like what he brings defensively. He can he can guard a multitude just about every position. He can guard a multitude of positions. He can rebound the ball. He showed some of his playmaking ability last night. I mean the other night. Sorry. He showed some of his playmaking ability the other night. So we get those aspects of his game, but as far as putting the ball in the bucket, can can, can that, that that jump shot, those 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 moves, that stop and pop, can he develop such thing? Can he do so? That will be the problem. I think that will be the nagging question, and that will be the determining factor whether or not he's a star and he makes the All Star game here and there, or whether or not he is a superstar. And a franchise guy. That would be the difference.
Okay, one last thing before I get out of here and let you guys go. So, I got two reports. Well, I, well, one report and one comment. Um, you know, LeBron comes out after the game. The Lakers, yes, they uh they sweep the the New York teams. Uh the the, the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Nets. They had a successful New York trip. They won. Um and LeBron basically comes out and says, "Hey, we have enough right now to win a title. Of course, of course, the of course LeBron comes out and say says that because he remembers what happened last year when trade rumors were leaked and the team wasn't good enough. Yeah, he remembers what happened, and he of course of course he's gonna say the you know the PC answer, which I'm not mad with. That's very brilliant, brilliant of him. But like I've been mentioning these last few weeks. The Lakers are missing something. I mentioned that uh, after the Christmas Day loss to the Clippers, the second loss to the Clippers of the season, I said the the Lakers are missing something. I've been I've been on I've been on record saying that I think the Clippers structurally have have something that's sustainable. With the Lakers, there's a lot of old veteran guys, uh, old veteran role players. Yes, they are good for the playoffs, but I don't know how they fare in the regular season. So far, so good. They're the top. They're the, they had the top seed in the Western Conference. They're the top of the Western Conference, which is very hard to do with a five-game lead. So I'm looking at this Laker roster. They need a point guard. They need another playmaker. They need another shot creator. They the, the Lakers must attain another shot creator. They could use a Derrick Rose. They could use a Darren Collison. They could use a Andre Godala. They could use players of such to heighten and buffer up their chances of winning a title. I've said a couple weeks ago. I think this is the year the Lakers win the title. They need to win the title this year. LeBron's not getting any younger. The Warriors will be back to full strength next year. The Clippers are better structurally. Durant and Durant comes back. Giannis will only get better. The league is only getting better. And I think this is the year that the Lakers strike and win the title. LeBron gets his fourth title. LeBron LeBron gets his fourth championship. AD gets his first championship. The Lakers get their title. This is what you want. This is the year that you go all out to win a title. I think the because me honestly, I think the I, you know, I got, I've been saying it for since the season has started. Yes, despite the two losses against the Clippers in the regular season. I'm still taking the Lakers to win in a seven-game series over the Clippers. But I do think the Clippers are better structurally. I think they do have a better structure as far as GM, as far as front office, coach, player, roster, role players. I do think that they are better structurally. So the Lakers must make a move. Because we obviously see that they don't have enough. Yes, they're they're winning a lot of games. They're the, they're on, they're they're on top of the Western Conference, but they are missing one more piece. They're, they they are a piece away from really solidifying their title chances and buffering up that team. The Lakers, yes, could use another shot creator, another wing defender. Guys like Alice Caruso, when they're going up against Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly and the, those elite teams, Alex, Alex Caruso, yes, is a hard worker, really plays with a lot of effort, real athletic, but he didn't show you why he is a undrafted player. You see why Alex Caruso was undrafted when he goes against the elite teams of the NBA.
And I like Alice Caruso, by the way. I like Alice Caruso. No disrespect. But it's the truth. The Lakers must attain another shot creator. But I will still take them in a seven-game series over the Clippers. Now, on to the Clippers. There's reports by the Athletic. I, rep- I, I, I posted this on the Isaiah Kid podcast page. Where players, other players within the, Lake, within the Clippers organization do not or have not taken the preferent, the, the, the treatment, the superstar treatment, quote unquote, that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George has received from the Clippers. They have not, some players allegedly have not allowed that. They have not liked that. There's been multiple there's been multiple reports that shoot arounds have been canceled. Some players tend to think that it's due to Kawhi Leonard calling off a couple shoot arounds. And how does this affect the Clippers, Isaiah? You ask. Well, it could possibly affect the Clippers. The Clippers can move in one way. They can move in two directions. Doc Rivers can take up the challenge, take up the cha- task, and put this roster back in order. And yeah, I know Patrick Beverly said fake news, but the Athletic is a credible source. Somebody told them something. Something leaked within the organization. The Athletic just wouldn't come up with fake news. Sam Amick, NBA writer, he does a lot of NBA writing. He's a credible source. He just don't come up with these stories. Doc Rivers can't move in two directions. Or this roster can go in two directions. This can be a total downspiral this year. And this can lead to the ultimate demise of the Clippers. Or the Clippers role players can take this on the chin and get over it. And do what's best for the team's success. They can do what's best for te- for the team's success. I think the Clippers will find a way to get over it. Um, they're thirty-one and fourteen. I think they'll find a way to get over it. But ultimately, I think they. Ha- I think the Clippers they gotta find themselves because they've been struggling. You know, Kawhi sometimes don't play. Ro- you know, role players roles get minimized. Then when he's not playing, they go back to the way they were playing, you know, similar to last year. Some guys like it. I think some role players will probably go as far as saying, you know, hey, even though our ceiling as a team wasn't was not as high as it is this year, but I kind of like my role from last year. And even despite this, despite this team this year ceiling being very high. Being a title contender, some players might tend to think that last year team was better. They liked their role better on last year's team. So the Clippers must figure this thing out. They must figure this thing out. I think they I I think they'll try to figure this thing out. Um we don't know who what role player it is. We don't know what role player it is. But anonymous but something leak, and Doc Rivers has to handle it. That's it. That's all. Thank you, guys. Those are my NBA, NBA reports these last few days. Thank you, guys, for listening to the podcast. Another episode of the Isaiah K Podcast, the IKP. Thank you, guys, for clicking. You guys have done. You guys have been doing a good job with clicking. We're on the road to two thousand average listeners. So thank you, guys. That grind has not been easy. But you guys continue to come on here and click, click, click. Thank you, guys. That means a lot. I see you guys. Two choices, one decision. You guys could have been anywhere else but you, or chose any other sports platform or channel. But you guys chose this one. Thank you. Two choices, one decision. I'm out. I'm gonna shoot.